Hoping for to be pleasantly surprised, and we weren't. Hello, greetings, and good day. My name is Keith Gala, and welcome to That Was Great, Wasn't It? Each week, I'll be joined by my friends, both old and new, to reminisce on our youth via the nostalgic power of Saturday morning cartoons. We'll be revisiting shows from the 70s, 80s, and early 90s. Some are classics, some are classic with air quotes, but all without us pondering the same philosophical conundrum. That was great, wasn't it? Season 1, we're breaking down Pro Stars. Pro Stars was part of NBC's 1991 Saturday morning lineup and featured real and fictionalized versions of three all-time greats, Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, and Wayne Gretzky, doing their best to stop bad guys, inspire the youth, and protect the environment? Hmm, okay. Joining me this week is my friend, Bob Haynes. Bob is one-third of the Cretans Guild, a show hosted by three longtime friends who predate the Nintendo 64. They're awkward, they're insightful, they're nerds. Jay is the bartender, Corey will build you a wet bar out of Legos, and Bob is the tour guide. And that can also be seen on his YouTube channel, Skipper Bob's Breakdowns, where he checks out uh, various attractions around the Florida area, plays games with the kids, and does other fun stuff when he gets the urge. Uh, very fun guy to have around. I actually kind of feel bad that I got got him stuck with a really kind of tame episode of the Pro Stars. At least by Pro Star standards. There's a link to the episode in the show notes uh, so you can play along at home. But until then, it's game time. Bob, welcome uh, to the show, sir. Thanks uh, for taking some time out of your busy schedule. Kungaloosh. Uh, Kungaloosh? Oh, that's just like my typical greeting to people. It means, hello, welcome, don't be a stranger, or leave a stranger. I kind of figured that out, but at the same time, I was like, huh, okay. I haven't heard it. I don't, I don't know if I've heard that one. It is uh, from a uh, particular, here, I got the mug. It says, uh, it's from the Adventurers Club, which is no longer around. It's a uh, kind of a comedy skit uh shop restaurant drink bar thing that's not around anymore at disney springs but their slogan was uh come in a stranger leave a little stranger that's that's pretty on brand for you then yeah it was a it was a wonderful wonderful place i miss it dearly so i try to keep that uh that feeling alive by every time i meet someone or greeting and i always say kungaloosh well that is uh that's perfect for all of our listeners they know what adventure is like. They're probably upset that there's not an adventure club around and that they're stuck listening to uh, people talk about a 31 year old cartoon where Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky and Bo Jackson uh, apparently do a lot of uh, saving uh, kids and helping the environment, etc. Uh, people are catching on. Um, we are actually going to be going over the episode this week called roll to victory. 
Uh, and Bob, this, uh, as much uh-huh. as an adventure club fan that you are, and uh, you you do uh, some work, some behind scenes work for uh, some wrestling promotions, uh, and you're all so you would know all about odd storylines. I oh. somehow found the least odd storyline possible uh, for you. That is saying an awful lot because the day pretty much started. Uh, my my goldfish died, so that was kind of sad. Oh, and then come I, on! I know, but you know, it, it got up there. It was like twenty five years old. So holy it, crap! I don't know. I lost track a long time ago. I stopped. What was his name? Sheldon. Sheldon. Oh, so even way before. Uh, the Big Bang Theory, you were already cool. Yeah, and... it pre- it, you predated my marriage and everything else. But you know, really, was I, he in your he, wedding? You know, honestly, he probably died a year ago, and we just learned it today. I don't really, I'm, I don't keep very good track of that. But on top of that, you know, I also <laughs> logged into my email, and I see that my mortgage payment has gone up by three hundred dollars a month this year. It's like, oh, what the heck? And it's like, oh, geez, can it take it any worse? Oh, that's right, I need to watch this show for Kevin. Uh, yeah yeah uh yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> uh wow huh well okay well it uh, hopefully this one will bring your spirits up a little bit i think a little bit well um, this episode started up and i'm like was this was this made by nike what well what? yes there's a there's a lot of questions that were made by nike uh i think there's a serial sponsor that's tied in somehow um, there's also a lot of drugs and alcohol uh, in a writer's room. Somebody really thought Literally. that that this was um, a great idea uh, to go with, and uh, but like I said, like we have had episodes with um, Mad Max style gangs in Australia. We've had dragons. Uh, we've had very large snow falcons in a hidden Himalayan like valley. Um, and, and today so, we've got a basketball tournament with wheelchair on a show that revolves around animated sports celebrities. This is the only one that involves actual sports. No, there's two or three that actually involve actual sports, but this one is, this one is actually what I would have assumed a NBC Saturday morning cartoon with these three guys involved is, was exactly about. Okay. So this looks like the, probably the, the, the pitch episode. I I think someone pitched this and then they said, okay, but give us whatever comes to mind. And somebody found some scripts that they had written for somebody else maybe and was like, Ooh, what if we just throw the guys into these situations? Because some of them make absolutely no sense, like at all. That's I mean, a it, lot. It's, yeah. It's, uh, but, you know, we've had a couple, we have had a couple that I found to be particularly tame. This one, though, is it's let's save a basketball tournament. I mean, we are we we had one already where like they had to stop a guy from uh he wanted to knock down a co-op apartment so they could pour all the toxic uh sludge uh in directly into the sewer there um make lots of money off of it. I'm going to guess that someone's already made the joke that was this a Captain Planet episode? Yeah, I mean yeah, that so but that one was like the most like just kind of straightforward. <laughs> Uh, cause the, the people they were helping, it was like an old basketball coach or something, but this one actually just really hones in. Like there's no crazy adventure here. Um, and we will go kind of deep. We'll do our normal deep dive, Sweet. uh, and, and cover everything in the episode, uh, as well as a, a few questions at the end. 
that uh, I'll have for you as well, Bob. But each week I have been trying to do a little bit of a deep dive into things in an approximate or surround, you know, adjacent even uh, to the program that we're watching. And this week I just want to bring up really quickly uh, Teen NBC. Now, 1991, uh, fall and spring of 1991, was the last full year that NBC was in the Saturday morning cartoon business. I think a lot of them it was towards the end, but yeah. Yeah, they they were getting towards the end. Fox had just joined in, but CBS, Fox, and ABC, they were still running a lot of cartoon stuff. And in fall of 1992, Pro Stars continued to show uh, during all this. They rolled out a thing that they called Teen NBC. Uh, included uh, Weekend Today, which is like a little news show. Because that's what kids want is more news. Yep, yep. Chip and Pepper, uh, identical twin businessmen from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, and they were host of this uh, Chip and Pepper's Cartoon Madness, where they were more the Do the they host. flip houses? That they may have. Uh, Saved by the Bell was showing up at this time. In fact, uh, according to this uh, Wikipedia fandom site, Saved by the Bell was on twice. Uh, once at 9 and once at 10.30 during this. Um and then you also had the pro stars were thrown in there. California Dreams, which was another like uh, teenage type thing that they uh, they threw in there. Uh, it was a teen sitcom on NBC uh, that, that ran through there. And they also threw in uh, NBA Inside Stuff. I and actually was remember like, that, uh, hosted by yeah. Ramad Rashad. Yeah, yeah, which for a while, uh, at least a few of these times, pro stars butts up to that, and that seems to kind of make sense. Uh, what is this? There's also Name Your Adventure, an American reality series that aired Saturday mornings on NBC, hosted by Mario Lopez, Jordan Brady, and Muhammad Ali's daughter. I cannot pronounce his name to save my life right now. Tatiana Ali. No, actually, that is not Muhammad Ali's daughter, so we're going to take that out. This is a different person. This is American actress and swinger, and she was on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, no, nobody at all. But it was no about relation. making making the dreams of teens come true. So you had all these things that they were throwing in there, and like they're not really cartoon shows anymore. Chip and Pepper was on at eight thirty, and then it went into all these things. But like the pro stars still sticks around. How did this nugget survive? Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's one question there. Although there is Super Dave Daredevil for Hire that shows up for. Uh, one season they get into other stuff like running the halls, which was another, I think, like a Saved by the Bell esque show. They were Saved by the Bell, the new class. Didn't they have the Weird Al show for a little bit? They this could have been a couple of years later, but this this just flashed in my brain. Mm-hmm. And I have the theme song yeah. running through my head too. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't pick exactly when that came out, but. Yeah, so you had, oh, there was even, eventually they did a show called Hang Time, uh, which was another teen sitcom. So they bailed on this. They went with the, you know, all this uh, teen stuff. I'm going to basically blame Saved by the Bell, which had started, uh, you know, like I think a season or two before, and everyone was big on it. So they just continued to roll with that. But yet somehow, as we mentioned, and unless this uh, fandom page is wrong, Pro Stars went from fall of 91 and would continue to stay on this NBC lineup until uh, fall of 
eight is the first time that I don't see it on the list. This show was on for seven years. They wore With, a hole in that tape. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And th- yeah, there's only 13 episodes. And I mean, <laughs> all right, restart I, the wheel. Yeah. And uh, as I'm getting towards the end of this and I'm kind of finishing out watching these, um, his potential that episode 13 is like not a real episode. Um, I, I've got, I haven't watched it yet, but I have the feeling that it is a, uh, it's a clip show of some sort. Oh my God. <laughs> a clip uh, show. That would yeah, make perfect yeah. sense. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Oh, hundred uh, percent. Our, our animators were way too high. They couldn't do a 13th episode. Well, the, I mean, the, the editors have been way off a lot of times as they, I don't think they did in this episode, but they repeat. Michael Jordan only says two things throughout this whole thing, and they tend to repeat one thing multiple times without yeah, like. I noticed a couple of, of action shots that were repeated a few times. Like, wait a minute, did I just see that? Was there a glitch in the YouTube video? What the no, heck? no, there's no glitches. Um, oh, so it, what I saw was like the the pure what aired on TV. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. These these are not glitches. They showed the same three or four highlights. And, uh, and, and folks, I mean, we're, we'll get into it with, with our full breakdown, but everyone already knows by now because it's kind of been happening lately is we're going to get Bono's cartoons. Wayne says, yeah. Then MJ comes on and says, don't worry, more pro stars on the way. A, a couple of times so far, though, they have gone on to say something else. And then Michael just says, don't worry, more pro stars on the way again. I guess they're expecting Deion Sanders to show up at some point. I, I, I don't know, but Bo, uh, Bo and Wayne seem to do a lot of the hosting of the stuff and talk about uh, kicking off the episode and everything. And then Jordan either forgot or was too busy winning an NBA championship to be bothered. I'm going to go with it later, and I'm not going to blame him for it. Uh, and and thus, he only has two clips that they I've yet to ever see of him saying anything that's legitimately him. <laughs> and they really only use one of them. They've they've only used the second one once, but they have repeated in the same intros the "Don't worry, more pro stars on the way" multiple times now. Um, and it looks like they caught him in passing, like during warm up session. Like, hey, Jordan, just say this one quick thing for with the, we paid you like a couple million to, for your likeness. Just say this one thing. Yeah. All right, ready? Three, two, one, go. I mean, no, right, nobody. Great. Nobody had like a, a, you know, you didn't have a good smartphone back then, but it, like if it was nowadays, it was like, yeah, somebody just pulled out the smartphone at practice and was like, just say something about the show. And he, the first things he could come to buy. Um, don't worry, more pro stars on the way. And I think the other one is uh, we're all about uh, helping children. And um, we're also about helping children around here. And in order to do that, though, we got, we have to pay the bills, Bob. We have to pay mm. the bills. Yeah, and this week we have a brand new sponsor. Um, again, look, the repeat sponsors are great too, but I love when we get new ones. <clears throat> uh, Those are nice. Yeah. Uh, Bob, in these more volatile times, one thing you, me, everyone wants is peace of mind that comes with home safety and protection of our family and communities, right? Absolutely. Uh, well, it could be uh, you want to be protected from people stealing packages off porches, um, out in California where they have a large bear that's ransacking the neighborhood or maybe just your neighbor's been a bit too nosy lately uh, our latest sponsor has an easy deterrent from these annoyances. Bob, correct me if I'm wrong but didn't you say one time you had uh, somebody trying to steal uh, jackfruit out of your backyard? No, that, that was something that happened. That was actually something that, that happened. Well 
I bet that would stop happening if you had uh, your own dragon. Please tell me more. Yeah. Uh, Vitor, Vitor Stromberg's free range dragon farm is the one stop shop with everything from breeding to adoptions to training uh, for you to own your own dragon ready to defend your home, neighborhood, castle, barn, grill, etc. I want my own dragon. Yeah, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Especially as long as you knew what you were doing. Oh, do, uh, they, do they have several different breeds? Uh, well, I'm sure they do. Um, they're going to have to tell me more about them in future uh, ads, but they want to go basic with this one. Uh, but they did let me know that Vidor is a fourth generation dragon breeder. So I, I guarantee he's probably got water dragons. So if you live near the ocean, you're good. He's uh, all types of different ones. Um, I am in Florida. I mean, I could use like a non-flying miniature Drake. Possibly. Mm, and something that, does, like Drake the Singer? No, like not like Drake the Singer. Drake oh, isn't okay. a flying lizard. Gotcha, gotcha. And you also, but he's probably got something that doesn't, uh, when it gets below 40, won't fall out of trees, too. Um, you know, like the iguana. So he's probably got something for everybody, no matter where you're at. Uh, but he's a fourth generation dragon breeder and is leading the industry into a new modern era by making dragons not only accessible, but also affordable and safe. Uh, at least for the owner, that is. Specialized train, specialized train classes make it so almost anyone can handle the responsibilities that come with dragon adoptions. Uh, Vidor Stromborg's free-range dragon farm also offers boarding for when you need to travel and you can't take Sparky with you, uh, including a one-of-a-kind dragon grooming center right there on site. Got a real dragon already? Awesome. Contact Vidor about their mating programs. He's always on the lookout for high-quality studs. That's oh. Vidor Stromborg's free range dragon farm. Mentioned that was great, wasn't it? And get 10% off your first training class. That's awesome. My wife and I are calling them tomorrow. We are going to adopt ourselves a lovely baby dragon. Yeah. But hopefully it helps heal the, the goldfish. Oh, uh, yeah, him. The, yeah. He's still probably named Sheldon, too. Yeah. Just are you, save are on you the food allowed dish. to name. Are you allowed to name a pet, like, just keep naming a pet over and over again? I don't see a law. Why not? Like, if you got another goldfish, would you be okay naming it Sheldon? The kids will never know. Well, it could be a little smaller. I imagine a 25-year-old goldfish was pretty big. Yeah, but my kids aren't that smart. That's that's true. Like, I just He was hiding behind a shell for the last two days. Yeah, there, yeah he's fine. Hmm. Oh, he's just underfed. He shrank a little bit. He's, he'll be fine. Fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and you know why? You know why kids aren't smart because they had to watch things like Pro Stars. Oh boy! And and oh man! Uh, look, I, I'll give them. I will give them credit. They they want to put some heart into this. They made an attempt. Uh, this week's episode that we are covering, "Roll to Victory." Uh, as we mentioned, bonus cartoons. Yeah, don't worry, more Pro Stars are on the way. Then they get in. Uh, today's episode apparently is going to be about overcoming uh, loss. You know, if you lose your confidence, Wayne explains that he had an issue with this. Yeah, he lost his confidence. Uh, this was probably the laziest explanation I'd ever seen. He told a really sad story of how he was when he was six years old. He only scored a single goal all season. Oh, so Wayne. Yeah. So Wayne is telling us that he lost his confidence at six years old. His coach helped him somewhat, but in the end, it was all him. So Wayne has never had a lack of confidence since he was six years old. Well, I love how Bo turns to yeah. the camera and he says, did your coach help him? 
Nope, I helped myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His coach helped a little bit, but I, in the end, is all me because uh, I'm Wayne Gretzky. I'm the great one. But that was my biggest take was he's like, I, he's talking about losing confidence. I'm like, okay, so maybe like when he was a teen, he's getting ready to go to the pros or what? No, he's six. He's six years old. That Dude, I, you're allowed to lose confidence at six. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know about Canadians. Maybe they put too much pressure about hockey on their kids. Well, they do because he said he almost quit at one time uh, because of the politics around youth hockey in Canada. That was episodes one starting question. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wayne, have you ever quit? And then he goes in this like very deep thing, very opposite of the Wayne in the actual cartoon. Uh, so we open up. Michael is already watching the video, uh, you know, the little weekly video. It's from Perry Jacobs, a good friend of his we played ball with. And uh, Perry now helps kids in Chicago. Uh, Perry is nice to mention uh, that normally the pro stars only get messages from kids, but he hopes they can still get some help since kids are involved. Uh, he runs a basketball tournament for disabled boys and girls. Uh, actually, the basketball tournament is not for disabled boys and girls, but the money is raised to help them. Uh, just like the one in the background that we'll hear a lot about named Tommy. But the tournament's gotten rough lately, and if it keeps us up, it could be the last year. So MJ turns to Bo and he's like, hey, tell Wayne I'm going to Chicago I'll be back in a few days. Now, Wayne walks in immediately from off screen. Like, he couldn't have been more than like two or three feet away. It was a cameo. Well, Jordan should have been able to, like, he either should have heard Jordan or MJ could have, like, been like, oh, hey, Wayne, I was just explaining how I'm leaving. And then Wayne asks Bo, he's like, where's MJ going? Bo explains, MJ is still within like 10 feet. Could have just turned around and explained the whole situation. I found it very weird that, like, he didn't stop. And no, then Wayne dressed Bo. Bo needs to answer this. Yes. Well, yeah, they got to make sure that Bo talks, I guess, at this point. Um, Wayne says it sounds like a job for the pro stars. And Michael downplays it. It's not some big mission, guys. It's just going to be a boring trip. And then Wayne counters with his real MO. Chicago-style pizza is awesome, and we want to go along. And Bo's like, Bo knows pizza, and agrees completely with Wayne. Uh, a classic Bo knows uh, in this episode, I got to say. I, I would have to agree. Pizza is more important than kids. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. especially Chicago pizza. Uh, so so then they're like, all right, well, we're all going to Chicago. Enter mom and niece. I don't <laughs> know if they were listening behind the door, what they were doing, but they're like, we're all going to Chicago. And just like the noise you made there, Bob, the pro bros <laughs> grown very loud. Um, I think it's supposed to be a guy's trip. They're not excited about the ladies going along. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like how freaking rude. It's like, Michael's like, I'm going to go off uh, back to Chicago for a little bit. And everyone's like, oh, we're going to come with you. And this mom character, holy crap. I heard her voice. I wanted to choke her out and throw her in the river. And okay. oh, God, it was so nauseatingly painful to listen to. Yeah. So what we don't really get in this episode that we normally do, Bob, is that mom is she's uh, like the Q from James Bond. She's the gadget lady. Uh I don't know if Denise is actually her daughter or if she just, everyone calls her mom anyway. Uh, and so that's why they're normally there. But in this case, they just showed up and they're like, we're going along. Hmm. Uh, they take off in Pro Star 1, MJ flying very fast. And mom says he should be careful. I uh, could have nicked up her precious Pro Star 1. My closed caption says he could have mixed up her precious poster 1. <laughs> closed caption is not a, is not uh, a fan of mom. And they <laughs> close yeah. caption operator probably just slammed his head against the keyboard when he heard that voice. 
Yeah, there's several times where it has not translated what she said, and I've had to do my best to figure it out. Um, they're flying into Chicago, and MJ goes, oh, there you go, charity basketball tournament. This is the place. Well, yeah, there's one arena with a giant sign that says charity basketball. I'm Good thing we can see that. And Wayne is glad, though, because, of course, he is hungry, as he always is. He's like, you ready to go, uh, Bo? And they're like, absolutely. They open up. They just both jump right out of Pro Star 1 while it's in flight. Mom starts freaking out, but Denise is like, hey, I recharged the rockets in their shoes uh, before they left. I don't know if Bo and Wayne knew this or not. They still jumped. Um, I mean, I guess in superhero landing, they would have achieved regardless, but they jumped out. Ah, they're athletes. It just What's an rupture to Achilles tendon? Exactly. Uh, she she throws out a suitcase. Um, I couldn't tell what it was at first, but then she's like, hey, tuck this away at the gym. We're going shopping. And MJ's like, well, you, we haven't even landed yet. Land, schmand, you have rockets in your shoes, too. And she just shoves Michael out the ship. Like, just get out of here because we're going shopping. Also, uh, close caption, Frenchman, you got little pockets in your shoes. <laughs> I, I, I love the close caption uh, coverage on this. Uh, so Bo and Wayne, uh, they hand MJ a very the suitcases seem to be very heavy. They're off to get pizza, but they also give Michael uh, an entry form for the tournament along with a donation. Uh, they don't actually want to play, but they want to help out. As they walk away, MJ goes, these guys crack me up. There was no joke here, actually. They're like, here, we're going to go eat, but here's some money for the tournament. And yet he, this is the time he thinks they're cracking him up. I it seemed very much out of place with all the other dumb jokes that go on in this show. Uh, MJ looks towards the arena where there's a big guy hassling his buddy Perry. Um, the guy's wearing an apron. Seems to like there's no explanation I why. That. I didn't know if maybe he was like uh, maybe a handyman. Is his uh, main job as a butcher? Maybe I yeah, either a they, butcher. What the backstory of this guy? Well, it's definitely something manly because uh, he says he doesn't care if the other teams are too wimpy to play his. Basketball's a man's game, a rough man's game. And he shoves Perry to the side. Uh, MJ walks over. And he says, looks like you got a sore loser on your hands. And Perry explains, no, no, it's a sore winner. It's the coach of the Hoods, last year's winning team, uh, thanks to a lot of cheap shot tactics. Nothing notorious about that name, the Hoods. No, no, not at all. Uh, it. Well, their, their full name is the Pontiac Hoods, and we'll we'll comment on that a little bit. Like, well, when they finally do say that the Pontiac Hoods, I mean, it's obvious it's the Detroit Pistons, you know, the bad boys of basketball at that time. It's I it's definitely a, it's a way that they fit that in there. So, is this guy Bill Lambier? Pretty much, pretty much, yeah. But his name's Doug. We'll find that out eventually too. So MJ says, uh, you know, don't let him play, Perry. Now, Perry runs this tournament and could obviously change the rules anytime he wants to, but he says, no, no, the rules say the winner automatically gets to come back the following year. Tommy opens the door, uh, and Perry is finishing his dire tale about what could happen if the Hoods win again, and he says, I can't believe it. Perry goes on to reassure him everything will be okay, but the kid could care less about the problem because I can't believe it. It's Michael Jordan. Jordan's his idol, and he's checked out all of the games. Now, Michael seems very incredulous to this. He's like, really? Like, a child watches my games, a professional athlete in Chicago? Yeah, it's 1991 Chicago. Everyone watched the Bulls. It's, it's, it's nuts. Like, why would you even think that? Everyone and their grandmother and their dog watched uh, the Bulls. So ha, ha, I don't know why he's surprised. 
Uh, Tommy says when MJ hit the shot to tie the Lakers, uh, he jumped out of his wheelchair. I will say they uh, they do this. They make another comment about it later on. Um, the Bulls beat the Lakers for the NBA title just that uh, you know that June, um, and so they've tied it into a lot of the episodes. They they do make mention of stuff uh, several times, episodes referring to that. Okay, I was wondering about that because I know animation. Well, most animation usually takes a while. This stuff looked like it was rushed, mm-hmm. so it's possible that they just anticipated ah Jordan's gonna beat the Lakers possibly. So just write a line about him doing it on the last second shot. Holy crap. He actually did it. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's yeah. He, this. I mean, he even, you know, uh, I think there's a line in a previous episode where he says, uh, you know, somebody's like, well, you're not, uh, or they're invincible. And he's like, Oh, that's what people thought about the Lakers too. Um, so they, they at least slip a few of those lines in there, which is why I also think it's weird that they just call them the Pontiac hoods and not just like the Detroit somethings without saying Pistons, like the Detroit Motors or something. I don't know. But Tommy says he jumped out of his wheelchair, and MJ's like, yo, you got to be careful, right? Tommy, not really. Just because I'm in a wheelchair doesn't mean I can't get some air. And then asks if they can shoot some hoops. Now, this is crazy to me. We cut to inside the gym. Uh, Tommy takes a shot. It is one of the worst-looking shots I've ever seen. But he makes it. MJ comments, oh, 10 in a row. That's awesome. They pan out. He is shooting from half court in a wheelchair. How is it physically possible for a child? Well, yeah, for a child to throw at half court. Then you got a child in a wheelchair throwing at half court. I think I think this kid needs to be tested for anabolic steroids. By rolling around uh, the wheelchair, his arms have gotten stronger. Maybe I don't know, but either he's hit 10 in a row from half court. It's it's nuts. And the Perry says, oh, Tommy can dribble uh, too. Uh, but you know, at this point, the ball has actually bounced off towards the door where Doug, the coach of the Hoods, uh, coach player coach uh walks in he takes the ball and he I mean, he even pushes tommy back uh which is pretty rude tommy rolls up after him actually steals the ball back from him and i think we finally learned like i said we learned the guy's name is doug at this time there's no real introduction like a lot of our other villains like last week's rattlesnake rick uh you know we get some good introductions guys doug he sees mj with them and he says oh you brought in a ringer mr fancy himself uh, yeah, I wouldn't be that confident if I knew Michael Jordan was going to be on the opposing teams. Like, I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm not even bothering. No, I'm. I uh, plus, well, I'm, I mean, yeah, okay. So Michael does seem fancy, but that seems like a weird, like, oh, Mister Fancy himself. Like, I, okay, I guess. <laughs> uh, MJ says he should be a bit more polite, especially with the kids. Uh, but Doug is going to do whatever he wants. It's his court, so get out. Uh, Tommy rolls up again. He says. Uh, look, I'll shoot him for it. And MJ tells him to stay out of it. And now, man, this kid's got spunk. He fires back. I'm already in it. And the fact I'm in a wheelchair doesn't mean I can't beat him. Uh, and he finishes up with a guilt trip line to MJ. You said you believed in me. Yeah, and Ooh. Doug just jumps right on it. And he goes, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Unless you don't believe in him. And then he announces he's going to shoot first. Um, Doug has some of the most awful shooting form I've ever seen. Uh, and this comes from a, a guy who's a chucker and who at one time had a nickname in grade school of Thunder uh, because my free throws would hit the backboard so hard in our little gym, it would sound like Thunder. Then he turns, he hands the ball over to, to Tommy. He goes, let's see if Wheels can handle the pressure. Um, obviously, Doug, he was not in the gym when the kid hit 10 in a row from half court five minutes ago, or he might not be uh, as talkative. But Tommy misses the free throw. He's dejected. 
And uh, Doug rubs it in, saying he'll never be able to compete. So just get off the court, all ya. Now Tommy rolls off. He's upset, and MJ is pissed. Like he, he's never actually gotten pissed during the show before, but he challenges Doug to take on someone his own size. And Doug's like, "I don't play one on one. You know, I play in the tournament, but it might be rough." And then in come the hoods, and it is a bunch of guys that are pretty much all the same size as Bo Jackson is on the show. Except for their Technicolor yes, yeah. wonderment mm-hmm. of races. And, and then just very odd yellow, uh, like short sleeve hoodies. Well, that's their gang color. The very intimidating yellow. Perry steps in and he tells Mike, hey, they got the gym for practice anyhow. So if that's the case, first of all, why was there a big deal? Like, just bring that up before. That's their turn to practice. I'm sure MJ would be like, oh, all right, we go. But MJ actually sw- swats his hand away. He's like, I'm going to go. Because the need, kid needs some help, but trust me, I'll be back. Uh, and then Doug says, ah, we'll be here, winning the tournament. And then he turns, he's like, in fact, the team is heading back to my place because we don't really need to practice. Well, yeah. Wait, did, what, what, what so much drama that? when n- nobody needed it. Uh, but, well, we needed it because it's pro stars. Now, like I said, Tommy was really upset. He hit 10 out of 11, but not the one that counted. Well, now he knows how Nick oh. Anderson feels. <laughs> that is an Orlando Magic deep burn. I'm sorry for all you Magic fans because that's I'm mm-hmm. one of them. That's uh, was that against the Bulls that he missed? That was against the Rock. Uh, yeah, the oh, Rockets that was the one in the finals. finals. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'd actually gotten to see uh, Nick Anderson play a lot at at the University of Illinois, um, and I also went to oh, nice. a Bulls Magic game. Shaquille O'Neal's first year. I think it was the second highest point total Jordan ever had, and the the Magic uh, beat them. Oh yeah, that was his fifty five point nine. And then uh, yeah. um, MJ or not um, not MJ Shaq uh, dissed me and a couple other uh, youth uh, who were hanging out at the hotel to get an autograph, <laughs> and he just adjusted his headphones and just uh, is when he had the big like Superman symbol jacket and everything. He just went back, you know, rode up the escalator and ignored all of us. There weren't there weren't even that many. Yeah, that sounds about right. Anyway, uh, you know, Tommy says Doug is right. And Perry tries government saying, Hey, look, man, we know how you feel. And Tommy again fires back. You don't know because your body works. You can run and jump. I can't even walk. Uh, you know. And he's he talks about he's the only one always left out. They're never left out. And he rolls right super angry. And so angry that he rolls out into the street and is almost hit by a taxi cab. Um yeah, but MJ angry. flies out, saves him at the last minute using little rockets in his shoes, lands, and the cabbie, who could care less about almost hitting a kid once he sees MJ, is like, this is... We have plenty oh, of time yeah, to plenty break. Of time to break. The, the kid was sitting there for a while. The kid actually probably could have rolled himself out of the way. Uh, but he sees MJ and goes, man, this is better than the time I, lo- I loaned an oil filter to Mike Ditka. I missed that. <laughs> I think I, what blew me away was the Chicago cabbie was like, Oh, it's just Michael Jordan. Yeah. Well, I mean, he knows exactly who he is right away. But then, you know, he does make this comment about uh, giving Mike, Mike Ditka an oil filter. I don't, <laughs> for, I would like to know. Which I, I could, if any Chicago sports celebrity would ex, would ask for a random oil filter, Mike Ditka mm-hmm. would come first to mind. Or maybe Dick and, Buckus. And I think in 91, Dicka, I mean, we're only, you know, that's only, you know, five years removed from the Super Bowl, you're going to give Mike Ditka anything he wanted. 
Uh, Tommy is still pissed. He doesn't care uh, if he would have gotten hit. It would have been fine. Uh, MJ and Perry head to Tommy's house. Perry's like, you know, Mike, you're not going to get Tommy to come back to the court. And MJ's like, look, I took an oath when I joined the Pro Stars to help kids. And he knows that if Tommy doesn't play again, he'll regret they it do. for life. Oh, I'm sure yeah, they took yeah, they got like a Bible and a whole oath, I'm sure. <laughs> I, Michael Jordan, do solemnly swear. Uh, you know, I think for the next couple of minutes, I kind of hmm. blacked out just based on how bad this animation yeah, it's is. Not, it is not. It, it is so wonky and so janky. And uh, it, the animation, there's nothing good I can say. Especially about when it. you're watching a, um, and, a a digital rip of a VHS, probably as well as not helping it. No, that doesn't yeah. help. Especially with the video crashes on the the YouTube video, kind of improved it a little bit. It was like, oh, it's okay. just a bad edit of a third generation. I was worried that was just something. my internet kept like slowly going. I'm glad to know that you you got some choppy stuff going on as well. Uh, MJ enters the house. He tells he's like Tommy. It's okay to miss shots. Even I miss one, like the one against the Lakers in Game One that would have won the game, uh, as they lost that that opening game to the Lakers. Yeah, and how'd that work out in the long run perfect, for you, Jordan? Perfectly fine. See, yeah, I think it, yeah. I think it worked out uh, really well. And then he tells him, he's like, "Look, I could have quit then." And then he tells Tommy, "There's other things you can be a pro at, like life." He could have quit. Yeah, Mike's then. like, "I could have quit after I lost that." No, no, you're in the finals. It's best not. It's best not seven. You're, you're under good. contract. But he tells Tommy, "There's other things you be pros at, like life or school." I uh, pro at. Okay, you should have led with that. Yeah, pro at school, so you could be a teacher. Is that what he means? Why you be a pro at school as a teacher? I, 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 I'm very confused. Uh, That's more realistic than being a professional at at life. He, unless he wanted him to become a life, or maybe there is uh, the people who play the the game, the board game, life, and like high stakes. You could be a pro at that, maybe. Professional board players. My kids would love that. Uh, Tommy agrees to go back. Very inspirational speech from MJ. Back at the gym now, the tourney is underway. The teams on the court are the Hoods and some other very oddly dressed team. Um, but the red and white team looks like they're pretty good. But then one of the Hoods just straight up clotheslines this guy, and he's taken out on a stretcher. Uh, they trip another. They punch a third. They still manage to win the game. Perry wants to give up. Uh. But then we, you know, Tommy goes, you know, with friends like the pro stars, we're, we're going to figure it out. Bo finally, him and Wayne have finally showed back up again. And they're like, it's more like a football game out there. And Wayne says he's lost his appetite, but don't worry, he's got it back. MJ was sarcastically worried. And then Bo knows they're going to need a lot of pro star power the next day for the semifinals. Uh, Day two comes around. Mom and niece, they're, they drop them off. They're off the shop again, I assume. Yeah. The this pro bros right. are ready to watch the tournament. And here's what they're, uh, they're hoping that the Pontiac hoods uh, will lose. Like I said, obvious jab to the Detroit Pistons. Now it's another team in red and white. These guys look good again. Their best shooter. He's sinking shots from all over. Um, but then gets leveled. Also, they spared no expense in the animation to make people have the worst shooting form ever. I don't know how anybody makes any of these. I don't think that was their no, specialty. No, they... Wait a minute. This is an actual sports episode. Uh, we don't know what to do. Uh, Can you yeah. do a stick figure, <laughs> but a little meteor? Yeah. I, wait a minute. We're not. We're not. 
gonna stop uh, a real estate agent from you know turning a Himalayan mountain into a resort? What? Do you remember uh, sometime? I think it was in the in the eighties or maybe the early, the early nineties. You would get like this matchbook, and it'd have you draw like a uh, recreate a the face of a yeah, cartoon yeah. turtle, and then you'd send it in, and you'd get like an art school degree mm-hmm. and everything. I think people who worked on this animation were the people. I who think you're out very much school. right. They never got called back in for that. Um, man, I really hope the I really hope they invested their checks from this very well, though. Uh, so Perry says, uh, so the hoods win. The other team that makes the finals. They're going to forfeit rather than play. Um, and then the Hoods go to take the trophy, but MJ's like, not so fast. There's still one more team in the tournament, the Pro Stars, because Bo and Wayne filled out the form early early on. you know. And Wayne is about to like ruin the whole thing. Like, well, that was just for a donation. You know, he's trying to explain that. And he, MJ's like, that was just so we had the paperwork in earlier. Like He's pulling a fast one here. Yeah, what kind of league would allow amateurs Versus a team of co-ed yeah. professionals um, and a child. I just, I, look, he's desperate, man. He's got to win this tournament. And, and, and why is it that losing to these guys is going to end the camp? That was never really explained. How, how the um, the financial backing of this, the, I the don't money, know. The, the money uh, the tournament lose, raises is what helps sponsor the camp. And if they can't have the tournament anymore because the hoods are always beating up everybody, they won't have the money for it. Even though Michael Jordan's his really good friend, he's in Chicago and probably could make a donation once a year to cover it easily. Yeah, and I noticed that in the crowds, there were a lot of people who showed up for this small inner city charity tournament type of deal. There was a that was a packed house. How are you not making money off of this? You are bad but, with but your also books. I'm pretty sure that. Even, you know, they're making some money off. It's going to go towards that. But I'm pretty sure a small check from MJ still covers more than what they're going to make here. I'm just saying he had the money. It's in his own backyard. It, this There's multiple times in the series where people are like, oh, no, we don't have the money to do it. I'm like, the three guys right there could cover you easily. The lady who's making a bunch of gadgets has yeah. a ton of money, it seems like. Could easily help you out. And uh, no, nobody ever does, but. I mean, half a buttload it, it, is still yeah, a buttload. Yeah, I don't even think they have to use half. Um, Perry says they need five to play, and that's when Mom and Denise uh, reappear. Uh, Denise is going to play. Mom says no because it wouldn't be fair. And then MJ tells Tommy, he's like, look, come on. Uh, you can play with us. Tommy's like, I'm with you guys and girl. Uh, so we cut the gameplay. MJ scores quick. He taunts Doug before stealing the ball and dunking again. Um, Jordan and company are pretty much dominating. You get Bo dunks, Wayne dunks. Denise has a nice pass. Tommy scores from downtown. Jordan jumps over Doug from what seems like the three-point line without even running. Uh, leaves Doug throwing a tantrum on, on the, you know, laying there on the ground. As we get to the half, it's 47-33. Jordan has 30 of those 47. And thus Doug's like, man, we got to take Jordan out in the second half. Second half starts. MJ goes to slam. Doug undercuts him. MJ goes down uh, and says, uh, now, closed caption, and thus I could not tell any better, but closed caption said his tallest bone has shifted uh, from its normal connecting points. Now, I I listened to a bunch of times. I could not tell anymore if that's what it was or if he says the talus bone. 
Um, I I thought the talisman that connects, and I was immediately thinking that is the smartest thing Michael Jordan has oh, he, never said. He uses big terms all the time on the show, and like Wayne's like, huh? And they're like, he sprained it, and then Bo chimes in. Bo knows yep. injuries. This one's going to need a few days. Oh God! And at this, Bo Jackson was hardly part of this episode, but I think at this point it's the fourth Bo knows joke. And at that point, it I just hated Jackson <laughs> even more. I mean, look, some, these these are these are pretty uh, weak ones he uses here. Um, he's got some other really good ones throughout the series that are fun. Uh, but Perry reminds him that you have to have five uh, to forfeit, and MJ doesn't know what to do. But Tommy reminds him that if he can play in a wheelchair, so can MJ. Uh, by the way, again, this is in Chicago in 1991. Some dude undercuts MJ like this at a tournament. That crowd is going to swarm the court. Oh, there's that riots. guy's not getting out of there alive. I'm just saying. Uh, so Perry says, uh, yeah, he keeps a spare wheelchair in the back in case of emergencies. Bono's emergencies, and this is definitely one. Uh, nice. MJ rolls out in the chair, and Doug says, the only air in this Jordan is in his tires. It's actually probably better. That's the best line uh, Doug has uh, this entire time. Well, yeah, I, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. probably give you that one. And still, half of Jordan is still like a thousand percent better. Yeah, oh than God, you or yes. Me. Uh, so MJ, though he's struggling, he's not used to riding around his chair. Doug is going off, scoring left and right. Um, they're closing in. Tommy's giving him some pointers. Uh, Doug at one point kicks Tommy, uh, and then almost comes to blow with Bo with Bo Jackson. But we finally get down to it. There's five seconds left. Tie game. Uh, MJ causes the turnover. He passes the Tommy for the buzzer beater. And Doug is left crying in a fit on the court because uh, they just lost. And I've got to, I got to point out, uh, was that Marv I, Alberts doing the play-by-play? Because I, I heard the guy talking. I was like, geez, that nope. sounds a lot like Marv Alberts. Are they trying to sound like him? And then they took a shot of the announcer, t- and I was like, that is Marv Alberts. Thank you for reminding me of that. Now, this is the third or fourth episode Marv has appeared in, but usually he says, oh, God, this is Marv Alberts, and like actually announces that it's him. He didn't this time, but I was like, I think okay. that's the same voice. Uh, we move outside, and the Stanix Pro Star 1. MJ, he thanks Tommy for helping him and Perry save the tournament. Really, Mike? Like, it, thanks, Tommy, for helping yeah. us save the I tournament. Mean, Man, this kid came in and played basketball with you. It, you weren't doing this just you guys. And then a scenario came in my head. So if the pro stars are the champs, do they well, have to return next year, or are the Hood's just going to win again, and then this whole process is just going to recycle well, itself MJ, all over you know, again? He's not sure, he's, but he's pretty sure he'll be healed. And then he goes, you know, I'll see you next year. You know, as long as I'm healed. And Tommy goes, well, you know, he rounds up the episode by saying, ah, don't worry, I've already got your your spot filled. And everyone laughs as we fade to black. Now, there's no ending Q&A uh, on this episode. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's season two, unanswered questions, I'm sure, that that, that were lurking <laughs> out there. Um, so, like I said, folks, this is – now, yes, they do use the rockets to land – um, but there's no gadgets at all in this episode. Oh, is this a rock or a uh, gadget? Yes, heavy, it is. Uh, yeah, um, it's especially with mom explaining stuff and then them using gadgets that either we've never seen before <laughs> or using them in a way that was not explained to them. That's actually better than what was explained to them. Uh, but yeah, they're yeah, she's 
she has endless sports gadgets. I mean, it, it, I guess I got lucky where I don't have to listen to more mom because. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, oh, can, it can get to. Yeah. This is a very light uh, day of work for mom and Denise. I'm kind of wondering if maybe because we're getting towards the end of the season, maybe they're not doing much. Now, I will tell you, um, Bob, uh, mom was on like five different shows in 1991 uh, on Saturday mornings. Wait, five yes, different all at the same series? Time. Oh, Lord. Did Brandon Tarkadoff have a like a deal with Let's the devil see. or something? Um, her name is Susan Silo, and in fall, uh, she was on. Oh, you're yes, talking yes, about the, the voice, voice actress. actress? I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, so in fall, I thought you meant the no, no, mom no. character. So on NBC, she was in. She was on Pro Stars. She was also in Space Cats. She was also on Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, which was on opposite of Space Cats, over on Fox. That's not uncommon. Uh, voice actors will do several voices over different series. I mean, Peter Cullen did half of the voices from the Yeah, games. yeah. Uh, she's also on Back to the Futures. I'm just saying, like, in 1991, she was on, like, four or five shows just on Saturday morning. And I need to watch the other ones to find out, at least sample the other ones, to find out is the voice similar all the time or did she really ramp it up uh, just for this show? I don't think I need to take You're that chance. Take chance. No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm good. Well, uh, Bob, I have a couple questions for you now that we got uh, through Roll to Victory here, the tenth episode here. Mm-hmm. And uh, first thing is, we need to uh, rate this episode. Um, now you're familiar with the pop up film cast. So we're rating it on a one to ten scale in very pop up fashion. So it's uh, whatever. Uh, values uh, you're putting in your scale of 1 to 10, whatever uh, type of math you want to use? Uh, I would probably have to give it 6 out of 10 concussions because some of the mm-hmm. officiating in this tournament was so bad. I think the tournament and the camp itself should probably be closed due to lousy refereeing. I mean, people were getting hurt in every single game, and that's just flat-out sloppy. Matter of fact, yeah, I'm calling for an investigation to the city of Chicago <laughs> for bribery and incompetence <clears throat> officiating. This should not have been allowed I, I to I hear you, happen. man. Like, uh, you know, people get kicked out. Oh, this is a different time. I mean, it's a different time. Nowadays, yeah, you can't get away with that stuff. Even the 80s Detroit Pistons weren't knocking people. Well, maybe they were yeah. knocking people around a little bit. Uh, I am going to give it 5 out of 10 uh, Chicago-style. Deep dish pizzas. Oh, that's insulting no, the pizza. It's the best pizza. Okay. Uh, so five out of ten. So we have five out of ten Chicago style pizzas, and then six out of ten concussions. Uh, I am going to go ahead and throw that into the genuine real electro algorithmic total numerical efficiency sorting system, aka greatness. It's the greatest meter. And this episode is a nine point oh three five. That's the second highest rated show of the season. Excellent. Ouch. All right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very, very weird. The first episode of the season uh, got a 9.15. This got 9.035. I don't know how the greatness meter actually works. I add into the stuff and it gives me something. Yeah. It's maths. Next thing, next question for you, Bob. I need you to tell me the MVP of the uh, episode. That's episode MVP, by the way. And uh, 
uh, tomorrow, folks, if you're listening now, tomorrow we'll have a poll. Uh, Bob's going to pick an MVP. I'm going to pick MVP. You guys will vote on the official episode of MVP, and they'll be put into the running for the series MVP uh, when this whole thing is done. Um, but who you got? Well, if, if if I was smart, I'd probably say Tommy because he's the one that learned the lesson and he triumphed over adversary. Yeah. But at the same time, Jordan did the same exact thing. And oh, yeah, he's probably scored the most points in that right, game. So you went to MJ. Nice. Um, I am giving it to Bo and Wayne because they wanted to get pizza. They wanted to get some pizza. That was their whole reason for going. You know, they were hardly in this episode, so I kind of just like fogged them out of memory. But yes, I would have to agree with this because if Chicago style pizza is involved, get out yeah. of my way, kid. Look, I'm that's some smart, some smart thinking there. All right. Uh, so again, folks, you can vote tomorrow. Uh, we'll have this up there. We'll find out who's our uh, latest potential series MVP. And now the final thing that I have for you, Bob, at the end of episode one of this whole thing. Uh, some kids come on. They ask Bo and Wayne who would be a great fourth member of the Pro Stars, and uh, we started going with that. But we've actually expanded out now. Where Jordan, Bo, and Wayne—they are basically Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the the Trinity—and we are making basically Pro Stars Unlimited at this point. Uh, so who do you who do you think would be great uh, <laughs> to add into uh, the Pro Stars lineup? As far as another athlete? Sure. Or or am I picking like the Flash to join? No, 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 no. It's uh, some, some athletic person, yes. Uh, well, I mean. Or ath- athletic adjacent if you need to as well. I, I mentioned him earlier, and I grew up a Florida State fan, so I, I watched his career. I watched him become a Brave. I watched him become a Falcon and then uh, a 49er and a Cowboy, and now he's the coach at Jacksonville State in Georgia. Uh, I got to go Dion. Neon Dion. He was he was on my list. Uh, I think it's a very obvious choice, uh, especially you know when you also have Bo. Um, these are the two main guys who made the the dual sport thing work. Um, there's a few other ones that that were out there at the time, but these are the main two that do it, especially um, at such a high level. With respect, though, someone else that did come to mind that I think would deserve honorable mention. I would still stick with Dion, but in the back of my mind, I was also thinking Dominique Wilkins because him and Jordan, that that. slam dunk contest back in the 80s, a couple of times, those Mm -hmm. were highlight shows. Yeah, uh, the human highlight reel uh, would fit in perfectly. But I think uh, mom would be challenged to come up with other... uh, other things for Dion to use, you know, other gadgets and stuff like that. She's got Bo. Usually he's got a, he's got a a baseball phone and a football phone and he's got a bat that does a whole lot of stuff. Um, So I, maybe she'd lean more into the football aspect of things with, uh, with Dion. Put a rocket on Um, his back. He's already the fastest man out there. Yeah. So I think, yeah, maybe she'd get a chance to lean in a little bit more to that. Um, I am going to, uh, I'm going to go a bit of a, a, a different direction here. Maybe somebody who's not actually going out in the field with uh, the rest of them and doing, you know, some a lot of the uh, the actual adventures. I'm I'm going to say John Madden. Oh, you need a leader. Yeah, well, yeah. The way I want to look at this, so if Mom is kind of like the Q of this whole thing, uh, I think John Madden might be like the M. If you want to you know, stick to that James Bond type comparison, he's going to be the guy who. Uh, 
you know, he oversees everything. He will always show up in the Madden Cruiser, no matter where they're at. Uh, Australia, Scotland, the Himalayas, Chicago. He always pulls yeah. up and go, boom, tough acting, ten acting, right on your foot. Yeah, yeah, he would hop out right at the end of every episode. And then the the athlete would get all healed up. He's like, I'm ready for round two. Let's go. Yeah, and may, uh, you know, he. I think maybe he would even be like, instead of them just having these random things where like somebody's dropped off a videotape or a disc for Michael to see, uh, Michael and the, and, and the boys to see, like he would show up and be like, guys, uh, you know, we have this. And he'd make some weird kind of comments. There'd be a turducken in at least one episode. Yeah, he'd make he'd say a few of his normal taglines, and and they'd be out. Plus, I guarantee that John Madden would have voiced himself completely in this. Uh, but I think he'd be great as, like you said, as like an overall leader of pro star world. Yep, he'd explain the game plan. He'd do it at just the right level with a, with a teleprompter or a telestrator and circle around. It's like, all right, we're going to go over here. We're going to cut through the, the defense this way. Yeah. Plus, uh, you know, we get a lot of that good. Will they, won't they, um, between him and mom? No, 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 maybe God. Oh, <laughs> I think I'm going to puke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, well, if you can hold it down for a little bit, I'm trying. um, Bob, thank you very much for for joining. Oh our, yeah, no problem. Our first season here, as reward, and that Pro Stars is enough as reward. But uh, would would you like to tell everyone about uh, where they can catch up with your adventures? I am one third of the trio known as the Cretan Skill. You can find us the Cretan Skill podcast on just about any podcast creature. We're also on instagram and twitter and the youtubes and uh you know just about any just type in cretans guild we're the only ones out there i hope if not then i've got some lawyers i need to hire but either way cretans guild maybe, maybe you need the pro stars to come through and help you out now they, they have terrible legal representation they they could probably beat up the guy in a golf tournament or something uh, I, I would need, <laughs> I would need like uh, some heavy yeah. duty guys. Uh, but yeah, you could. We talk about movies and pop culture and nerd culture, and we fight over championship wrestling belts. It's a lot of fun. Listen to basically three friends who are on a road trip, just chatting with each other, talking about a certain topic, and just shooting the breeze with it. All right, and then you're also uh, you got some YouTube stuff, right? Uh... Skipper I do Bob, have uh, yep, running I, around doing stuff. I do have my own personal YouTube channel, the uh, Skipper Bob's Breakdowns. Uh, where currently I am going to different resorts in the Orlando area with a black light, and I'm trying to find just how disgusting or how clean some of these places are. All right. Well, the, again, something that maybe the pro stars would be great to help you with. I'm sure Mom would have a great invention for you. Yeah. Gotta be. Yeah. No. All right. Yeah. Uh, so folks, uh, that wraps up another exciting episode, uh, of the show. Uh, again, this was roll to victory. Tune in next week when, uh, our buddy Zach from podcast discovery is going to join us. Yay, Zach. And, uh, we're going to have a bite of the big apple. That's going to be next week's episode. Uh, but until then, uh, that was great. Wasn't it? Oh, you're right. Okay. Yes. Oh, I get it. That's the name of the show. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) Well, how great was that? Hmm? Hey, big thank you to our guests this week. Please go ahead. Look into the show notes. You'll find some links there. 
for their Twitter, Instagrams, uh, emails, you know, whatever's available. We'll be there. Check them out. Check out the shows. Give them some ratings, reviews. It is the least we can do uh, for the generosity of taking the time to come on and watch Pro Stars with us. While you're at it, you can keep up with the show and, and us. We're also on Twitter. How great was that? Instagram at how great was that? Or if you have any notes on the show, maybe something we missed in our deep dive, feel free to email us. That was great, wasn't it? At gmail.com. We can be found on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, etc. Subscribe today so you don't miss a beat. Uh, come episode like 10 or 11 or so, you know, if you're not keeping up to speed with this, you'll be completely lost on Pro Stars. If you get a chance while you're there, also please drop a review at any of those outlets. Rate us wherever uh, else you can. Maybe like a good pods or pod chaser, etc. Spread the word around for this brand new show. It's a good time that we're having here and we'd love to have more and more people listen. We are a proud member of the Podfix Network. Check out all that they have to offer by going to www.podfixnetwork.com Follow them on Twitter at Podfix or on Instagram at official underscore Podfix. Finally, our theme music is provided by the Dr. Dre of Kansas himself, Terry Vicroy. Check him out on his regular podcast, Run the Real. So, uh, until next week, folks, that was great, wasn't it? Not long ago, there were only three television channels, and the cheaply made family man comedy was king. Turning the dial would only give you another glimpse into a suburban nuclear family with a breadwinner husband, a stay-at-home wife, and the occasional talking horse. That is until 1964 when one show dared to take a glimpse into the lives of terrible monsters that lived next door. The Monsters premiered that September and, well, America has yet to recover. The Monster Hunter shuns the millions of hours of original shows that are available at the press of a button to take a look back at a 60-year-old comedy about a Frankenstein monster and his grotesque family. He he reaches down and he just grabs her by the butt and lifts her up. Yep. Yeah. Instead of opening the window, he punches through the window. <laughs> which, I mean, this is your damn window, man. By the way, he's trying to catch uh, the raven out of the, the clock. Oh, is that yeah. what he's doing to feed the cat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was very disinterested, to be honest. <laughs> the Monster Hunters, available every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>